0: We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours. We're a music podcast that chats to artists, musicians, and creatives on their songwriting process and upcoming releases. This is episode 228, and I am your host, as always, Simon Fink. Thank you for listening to our pod. We appreciate it very much. And if you do feel like it, please go and subscribe on whatever podcast app you use and follow us on our socials. All those links are in the show notes of this episode, um, of which we've got a very special guest today. For the episode, it is Connor Maynard. He's joining us on the pod for a lovely chat about his new music. Connor has been making music for over a decade now, and uh, a lot of you would know him from his breakout single, Can't Say No, which we will play a little bit of now. That single went to number two on the UK charts back in 2012. And in that same year, Connor was a contender for the MTV brand new award, which was an award for upcoming talent. He was up against such contenders as other new artists at the time, Lana Del Rey and Leanne La Harvest. Uh, Connell went on to win that award and, and beat out the competition. Since then, he's just been kicking goals. He's toured the globe multiple times. He's had top 20 singles for the last 10 years and he's collaborated with artists like Neo, Frank Ocean and Pharrell. He's also very popular on his social media platforms and maintains a brilliant connection with his fans. Checking it earlier this morning, I think he was sitting at 13.3 million subscribers for his YouTube, so he's obviously doing something right. Last week, he released his first piece of new music for the year in the form of single If I Ever. It is a brilliant piece of pop music and is definitely one for those who have ever had their heart broken. We were lucky enough to catch up with Connor from his London flat, and we discussed the songwriting of the new single and the heartbreak that inspired it. Um, We discuss what the creative process is like for him and some of the, uh, I would say, best slash most honest advice that he ever received from the industry from one Miss Katy Perry. Uh, We also do touch on the possibility of some Australian tour dates and you will just have to listen to the episode to find out uh, what, the, uh, what the news is for that one. We do want to give a big shout out to John at Prospect PR for his help with this episode. And we want to mention all of Connor's socials can be found in the show notes. If you want to follow him after listening to this chat, we'll make sure we update any forthcoming news on our socials. Um, but with that, here, we, like, let's get into it. Here's our conversation with Connor Maynard. So with- Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Connor Maynard. Hello, sir. How are we?
1: I'm very good, thank you. I'm very good. How are you?
0: I'm very well, thank you. Thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Where are you joining us from today, actually?
1: Uh, I'm in London. I'm in my apartment in, in London, UK. So, yeah.
0: Beautiful. What is it like there? Where are we? We're in the middle to end of Jan. What's it like? Is yeah. it is it still cold in London at the moment? It is
1: freezing at the moment. Like, yeah, it's... it's <laughs> Like it's weird. It kind of, it took a really like cold dip in the middle of like December and then it kind of warmed up again. And then, oh my goodness, like in January, it just absolutely plummeted again. And it's been freezing the past few weeks. So yeah, it's, uh, it's rough. It's rough right now.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Um, hopefully the weather does improve a little bit. It gets a little bit warmer for you. Um, it's all going <laughs>
1: summer right now, right?
0: It is. We're, uh, we're currently experiencing the... Uh, 30 to 40 degree heat days at the moment, uh, Celsius, which is always, <laughs> yeah, always like fun. The, it's one of those things.
1: The, the complete opposite of us right now.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. It's, um, we, we can't win either way really, can we? <laughs> uh, Connor, it's a very exciting time at the moment. Uh, we are lucky enough. We've got some brand new music from you at the moment in the form of single, If I Ever, which is out now. It is a brilliant track. So firstly, congratulations on this single, mate.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm glad you like it.
0: No, of course. Uh, how are you feeling? It is the first new music that we've got for you this year. How are you feeling? It's a brand new year, brand
1: new music. Yeah, feeling good. I think that um, I kind of, you know, I think this, yeah, this this song, as you said, it marks the first single, the first release of this year, it marks the first release of a string of singles that are kind of going to follow each other back to back. Um, in somewhat of a project, I guess an album or an EP or whatever you want to call it, it's kind of going to all amalgamate to one body of work. Um, so yeah, I kind of knew in my head that kind of this year I was gonna um, I was gonna go kind of really go for it. And at the end of the at the end of last year, I took a bit of a break off of uh, social media, etc. After the end of my tour and stuff, and I kind of just yeah, I came back in January, kind of just ready ready to go. So yeah.
0: It is very exciting i was I was going to touch on that I know that yeah the the tail end of last year you you kind of went a little bit quiet on on the socials and took a bit of a break for for someone who um, has come up through the digital age you've been a musician for the last well more than 10 years but people would know that you've you've kind of um had success not only in music but on YouTube and across social media as well what was that break kind of like and I guess what made you realise you needed to kind of have some time for yourself?
1: Well, I think that, like, I think, I, you know, I've, I, I think for me throughout the years of using social media, although I'm still very me on social media, it's still somewhat of a persona slash character because obviously I think there's still going to be things that happen where I'll need a level of privacy or things that I'll keep to, you know, you know, I'll have my own kind of private life as well as my kind of online social media life. And I think um, I went through kind of a quite kind of you know just horrible end of a relationship towards the end of last year and I think I think I just kind of felt like I needed to step back and kind of just take my own time to heal not have to feel like I had to kind of keep up the persona that I was kind of portraying online which is normally quite positive quite kind of you know I I rely quite heavily on my humor and obviously my 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 music etc and I feel like um at that point i didn't really yeah i didn't really feel like putting out things um to the public i kind of felt like just taking a step back getting in the studio pouring everything i was feeling into um into writing music and and making some you know making some new songs um because i also know that one when it comes to releasing songs it, it, it feels all the more fulfilling when you know that song means something to you when you know that you're kind of putting something out there that is really personal i feel like for, for, for me at least it it feels um so much more rewarding and for people to hear it and, and 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 you kind of have a lot more um motivation to kind of go out there and do all the things that you need to do um for that song um and i think uh yeah i just i think i just needed a bit of a a step back to to not not have to feel like i was faking anything or kind of pretend everything was fine when i knew that it wasn't
0: I can very much respect that and appreciate that and I think that especially given the last number of years that everyone has been through I think that there is um, more and more of a focus on people allowing themselves to acknowledge that they need that time away and and kind of take that so I can very much respect that and I think it is you can almost hear um, a bit of a what's the word like a recharge it sounds like in this new single if I ever it does sound like you've Taking that time and kind of poured your heart into this this brilliant track. It is a a breakup track, as you mentioned, and it, it. I think that the lyrics are very relatable to anyone who's ever kind of wanted to have that separation from the other party and and not have them engage in in any form of contact, even if it did end amicably. How did you find the songwriting process for this? Because I imagine it can be somewhat difficult to, you know, craft a good pop hit without. Spilling your heart, spilling your guts in, into everything.
1: I think that when you know when I when I write music, I, I you know I'll always have a a, a, a standard that I want to kind of keep that music at. Regardless, like, I'll always want to kind of keep the quality as, as as high as possible. But when you're writing about something that really happened to you and something that you really want to make sure you articulate perfectly, I, I become like an absolute perfectionist. We must have we must have written, I mean, so many songs, like so many different tracks. Um, just kind of chipping away exactly how I wanted to tell the story, you know, how I wanted to kind of portray um, the the kind of sequence of events. And, you know, we scrapped so many different ideas until, you know, before we finally came across If I Ever. And I think um, songwriting, I remember I heard in an interview, I believe it was actually with Zane Lowe and Harry Styles, they were talking about songwriting and I, they said an analogy that I thought was really clever and it really is, like it kind of really hits it on the... Hits the nail on the head when it comes to songwriting is it's quite like surfing, in the sense that like you're, you know, you'll be you'll be kind of out in the out in the water and you have the skill set to surf. You know that you can do it, aka, you know how to songwrite, but you need that wave to come to be able to actually to do it. And you have no control over that wave, that wave will come whenever it wants. And all you can do is be in the water ready for the wave. And it's kind of like songwriting, it's like, A lot of people are very, very good at songwriting and and can do it. But there's that kind of, like, magic that has to happen. There's this kind of, like, this kind of timing that's just perfect where all the ideas that kind of come out within the room are all just great and everything just works together. Um, Because, obviously, if it was a formula that was easy, people would write hit songs every single day. So there is no formula. As I said, it has to have this kind of, like, almost stroke of luck that comes with it. And and, uh, that's kind of what it was. We were in the studio. We were kind of thinking of new ideas all the time. And then all of a sudden on the day when if I ever was written, we kind of all looked at each other and we were like, oh, like, okay, this one, this one is special. This one is definitely uh, going out. And, um, and yeah, it, it just felt, it just felt really, it felt right. It felt like it opened the door of what I wanted to talk about. Um, as I said, there's going to be more songs that kind of dig deeper into the whole situation. Um, but if I ever felt like a really good starting point for, for, for kind of telling that,
0: that story so yeah it is a very brilliant single as we've mentioned uh the sonics for the single they do sound a little bit different I'd say that um people who might be aware of your work and, and you've always kind of dabbled in different genres but the I'd say the last year or so has mainly been a more pop and R&B focused maybe output of music and this seems to almost be I don't want to say it's like indie pop but it's almost like the 1975 adjacent or the sonics are kind of pushing into some new indie rock territory, I almost want to say.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like the, the 1975 were definitely up there as kind of big influences in, with, the, with this song in particular. Um, I think we'll also come to realize that as each track comes out, they're quite different tonically from each other. Um, mm-hmm. so I feel like, you know, it's just, it's kind of an amalgamation of like all the things I've been listening to the last couple of years. Um, you know I'm, I'm a huge fan of 1975 i went to their concert recently i'm also a huge fan of um of the weekend so there's kind of like his kind of influence in there um and then also tying it together with what i feel is right for me and is kind of right for for only me i think that um obviously there's going to have to be a huge uh, a huge essence of, of conor maynard in there as well so i feel <laughs> like uh, just mixing them all together and, and trying out new things and 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 obviously i have to i have to love it at the same time so um yeah, I think that um, there's definitely a lot of influences in, in, in the new track, so yeah. Are you
0: someone who, um, when you're in the studio and songwriting, are you someone who will... Uh, we've spoken to a number of musicians and songwriters who either one or two camps where they'll either they'll allow themselves to listen to other music while in the studio, and then some who will kind of shut it off so that they're not indirectly or directly kind of allowing something to be influencing a track or an album?
1: I mean, I definitely understand both sides of it. I understand um, that sometimes when you listen to other music in the studio, you can kind of end up accidentally making a, a kind of B-rate sort of version of the of the song <laughs> that you were listening to, or like you know trying to take influence from. Um, but I think sometimes it's also good to listen to music to kind of almost just to reset. Because I think sometimes when you're creating music, you can get quite lost in like what sounds good, what doesn't like, what's the right decision. And sometimes you take a step back and kind of listen to other music and be like, okay, no, we are making music. That sounds good. Like we, we're like, we're good. Like we, we can stop worrying type thing. Um, so I don't know. I, I can see it from both sides. I, I feel like I, I, I don't listen to that much music, like other music in the studio, but at the same time, like if, if it feels like, right, let's have a quick reset, let's, let's hit the reset button. Then we'll listen to some music that we like and just get back in the get back in the zone. So, yeah.
0: Um, Are you a songwriter who, uh, I guess, are you a lyrics person first? Are you a melody person first? Or is it just whatever kind of inspiration hits at the time?
1: I would say a mix of both. I would say that um, I'll work on the melody and the lyrics with every single song that I write. The melody uh, will usually come first. Uh, The way that I write is I will kind of try and nail different melodies from the... From the um, for, for each part of the track, um, normally focusing on the chorus first because people would argue that's maybe the most important part of a of a song. So usually uh, try and write a chorus, but often the verse will come first. Often the the pre-chorus will come first, and then lyrics. Um, well, especially with this project, I can't even tell you the amount of hours I've spent uh, sat in a room with uh, either other songwriters or like producers I'm working with uh kind of just venting and like telling them the story of everything i i kind of went through throughout last year um and kind of how you know the effects that had on me kind of the, how that that how that left me feeling It is quite funny because uh your accent is kind of giving me minor ptsd slightly because <laughs> because the <they're, laughs> The girl in question was Australian. It Was the is the only Australian girl I've ever dated in my in my life. So, <laughs> so that was uh, that was fun. But um, I um, I yeah, I've, I've spent countless hours kind of like telling the story, and then and then um, and obviously that's kind of where the lyrics kind of come from. The lyrics will be taken from um different excerpts of the of the of the story, and kind of you know just to make, to make it feel more real, make it feel more um relatable to not only me but to everyone because realistically like we go through so many similar emotions when when we go through breakups as, as humans and I think that um one thing I always really seem to like is if I listen to a song that's kind of about a breakup is when they kind of touch on a feeling or an emotion it's quite niche and you don't even think about it until you hear it in a song and you go oh my god yes I do, I do feel that I or, or I go through I, I do exactly that as well and I think um for me, the one, the main thing I wanted to do was was make a song where it felt like it touched on emotions and and feelings and situations we find ourselves in um, post relationship that you know not many people have maybe touched on before. So yeah,
0: one hundred percent. It's it's almost like you're trying to find the emotion that the listener's not even aware that they've felt or that they're feeling before they've they've done it. If that makes sense,
1: exactly. Yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> Also, look. I apologise. I will. Um, I'm hoping that the the person in in question that we are talking about didn't have as low Australian voice as myself. But yeah, I will try. No, and, was, <laughs> the
1: tone. The tone was very different. It was just it was just the accent. It's free similar. <laughs> so,
0: <yeah. laughs> um, you, you've mentioned that you've uh, talked to other songwriters about this, and I know that you are a man who. Uh, is not afraid of a collaboration. I know that even in the last year, you've collaborated with, um, I believe, your friend Anth. In the past, you've collaborated with artists like um, Neo, who I know you have a bit of a background with. For you, what's, I guess, a key component for that collaboration process? What is important to you, Connor, when you're looking for someone to collaborate with?
1: That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, well, I mean, firstly, being a being a big fan of the other person is obviously insanely important. I think that it's all the more exciting and all the more kind of um motivating when the when you're a kind of genuine fan of the of the other person you're working with, when you truly believe that they're extremely an extremely talented individual. I think that um yeah, it makes it makes the kind of workload so much easier um often you know seeing eye to eye on the the kind of creative direction is is also really helpful um and and yeah both just believing in it i think but like both of you like need to obviously believe in the project believe in the song if you both if one of you's kind of like oh i don't know if it's going to work it probably won't i think that um you know if you're both kind of really you know hold a lot of faith in in the in the the song or in the in the idea um, then, you know, it's, it's much more likely to, to work out. Um, and you know, with, 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 with me working essentially pretty much every collaboration I did on my first album, obviously I was a new upcoming artist. So I wasn't the one that could turn around and go, right. I want him. I want him. I want this person. I want her. her." Like I kind of was at the mercy of whoever felt like they wanted to work with me because, you know, I was, I was the new fresh face at the time. So obviously I was extremely fortunate that People Like Neo, people like Pharrell, and, and, and Frank Ocean stepped forward and were like, Oh, like, well, I, I like his stuff, I'd, I'd like to work with him. And, um, and you know, that was obviously an amazing feeling for me at you know, 19 years old, like fresh out of Brighton, my, my hometown in the UK. I, um, I was able to work with such kind of iconic uh people on my, on my literal first album, so. Obviously, um, yeah, I was very lucky that they'd come across my my stuff and and were kind of were fans of, of what I'd posted. So yeah,
0: do you think that having had some of those experiences at nineteen, as you said, at such a young age, that there were lessons that you've picked up from maybe not from all of the names that you mentioned, but I guess from people along the way that you were able to cherry pick teachings to to learn, I guess, the best way to go about, like, songwriting and, and being in the studio and things like that?
1: Yeah, I, 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 I was taught loads of things kind of along the way. I remember every single person that was kind of, you know, extremely well established in the industry kind of almost had so many different lessons for me, like, and I'd always make a point of of teaching me different things. Um, kind of, for, I remember, like, when working with Pharrell, one of his main points was, like, not to ever get lost in trying to compete with anyone else. Like, ne- like, don't, like, look at other artists and think, well, they're doing this, maybe, like, just, just do your own thing and just, like, you know, you'll be rewarded for kind of staying in your own, um, well, not staying in your own lane, but not trying to get in a lane purposely to compete with other people, um, kind, of just kind of being in your own space, etc. I remember one of the funniest ones, I mean, this is not really advice, it was more just, like, a comment that was made, but um, I, met, I met Katy Perry really briefly at an event because we were both signed to the same label at the time. So, I, I was kind of the new signing. So, I went to this event, and, and the guys that were um, on the label took me over to meet uh, Katie because they were like, oh, you know, you, you guys should meet each other. And she kind of just like, kind of like, kind of put her arm and She was like, this industry will kill you. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> thanks, Katie. <laughs> so, yeah, I was just like, thanks for that one I guess like you know and to be fair looking back she was right but um but um it <laughs> was a, a really funny moment that I remember just I, I always think about like it was just so random and I was like oh, okay, cool thanks and that's pretty much the only thing one of us said to each other um so so you know <laughs> one of the great scholars in, in, that I met in my life I think so uh that was uh that was pretty cool um and uh, and Neo was and Neo was always just like super supportive. He was always just super like kind and and like he would just say like really really cool things like in the studio or whatever. He would just be like you know really kind of he would just yeah he would just give so much praise and just and so many compliments. He was just such a nice guy. Like so um, I uh, yeah I definitely was 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 very fortunate and, and, and lucky to to be to be surrounded surrounded by and, and working with some, some really, really cool people uh, at the start of my career. So, yeah.
0: I love that. And I love that you, you seem to, to have gotten a, like a spectrum of advice from both positive and maybe too honest from Katy Perry, but <laughs> I still love that. <laughs> um, as we mentioned last year was a massive year for you, Connor. I think it was your biggest tour to date. Um, I think that there was a number of collaborations, as I mentioned. Um, I know that there was at some point, or I think it was kind of hinted out that there might be uh, Asian and Australian tour dates announced at some point. Can we still expect to maybe see you down here at any point in the next 12 months?
1: Yes, 100%. Um, I'm literally announcing it in the next couple of weeks, but yeah, I'm coming there for the first time. (laughs) Uh, and And it's this year. Um, obviously the dates will be confirmed. Uh, I mean, they're already confirmed. I know them, but like the, <laughs> the dates are already, are already set, um, in stone and they're this year. And I'm like super excited to announce the second half of the tour. We're just basically finalizing, uh, some of the dates that have kind of come in last minute, um, for some other areas of the world. And, uh, yeah, um, I'm excited to do it. I think that, um, it was. It kind of was a shame that we couldn't do it um, in the first in the first run because um, I believe parts of Asia were still um, kind of under under strict kind of COVID rules, etc. So we kind of thought, well, let's let's maybe like push it back so that we can kind of visit those parts of the world. And um, and as of right now, yeah, it looks like it looks like it's kind of almost ready to go. So I think that um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be I'm gonna be down there for the first time. I'm super excited. So yeah.
0: That is very, very exciting news. and um we'll make sure that we when when the news is announced in a few weeks, we'll make sure we post it uh, on on the social uh, on our social channels along with this episode so that everyone can Amazing. find the links to where you're playing. Um, do you have a I guess a favorite because sometimes touring, especially internationally, can look, obviously there's the shows themselves, there's the fans, but it can be grueling at times. I guess. Do you have a favorite aspect of touring? and then, another aspect of touring that I guess you maybe wish could be a little bit different
1: I mean i've I, i've I've been quite fortunate with with touring I feel like I often really really enjoy it i you know I, I'm uh, like anth comes on tour with me he's he's my support act so it's like having my best friend with me all the time which is obviously sick to be on uh, <laughs> a sick tour on tour um so obviously we got we got we got up to all sorts of (laughs) all sorts of things while we're on tour and it's and it's always a a lot of fun because I'm very close with my band as well they're they're like really cool guys and I kind of love them to pieces so they're really cool and like all the crew are always so nice so that's always been really easy and really fun um actually my, my DJ who comes on tour with me often I believe is coming to the to the Asia Australia leg as well he's literally my friend from school so like like, we've been friends for a very long time as well. He's, he's, um, I'm going to his wedding next year. I think, what no, is it this year? I can't remember. I think it's not this year, or next year, I'm not sure. <laughs> but, um, um, so, like, you know, we're, we're really, really close. Um, I feel like the traveling doesn't bother me too much. I, I, I quite like kind of seeing the different cities. Um, I would just say the the main thing that's really tricky is, is, is my voice. I, I, I don't know what it is. My, I my, my I feel like I I definitely don't look after it as much as I should when I'm on tour. I I feel like – because the problem is there's a huge – there's a balance where it's like you can either go on tour and have loads of fun and probably lose your voice very quickly or (laughs) go on tour, be really strict with yourself, go back to the hotel, go back to the tour bus, early hours, don't speak to anyone, basically be very bored and lonely the entire time, but get through the shows – and it's very hard to kind of find that balance of like, well, obviously you don't want to drive yourself insane by being miserable the entire time. You want to have fun. You want to experience different things and meet different people and talk to different people. But at the same time, you have to be so careful with your with your voice. Otherwise, you will lose it. Um, so that, I would say, is the definitely toughest aspect of tour is kind of having that balance of, you know, I still want to kind of, keep my sanity by by having a good time but at the same time I need to be really careful with with my with my vocals and stuff because it they are they can go really quickly if you don't look after them I can yeah I can imagine that it, it
0: is a very fine line that you're treading because especially if you're traveling internationally and you're kind of seeing cities you've never been to and if you're simply going to the hotel room you're not really you're just seeing the inside of arenas or venues and then kind of going home aren't you
1: Exactly yeah and it's and it's and it's and I feel like that's kind of sucks the fun out of it you kind of you know you want to be able to see the the, the city you want to be able to see the the area and the, and the people you know you want you want to be able to experience that and say that you kind of actually went to that city as opposed to oh well I just went there did you know went from the hotel to the to the venue and then left like you know that's not you can't even really say you went to the city at that point so <laughs> um, but as I said like you know it's I, I've, I've 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 toured with other artists who I guess, are more on the kind of introvert kind of side where, where in terms of socially, they are kind of happy to just go back to the hotel and go to sleep. And touring for them seems so easy because they, they just, they enjoy it that way. Where, and, you know, their voice is always, you know, preserved really well, et cetera. Whereas I'm much more of like a get out there and, and, and have some fun type person. So it can be really tough for me sometimes to to keep my uh, to keep my voice intact.
0: So, yeah. Well, hopefully when you are down visiting uh, in Australia and in Asia, you're able to find that balance and still see some of uh, what the country has to waffle with with still maintaining that that voice of yours. Definitely, I hope so. of, <laughs> <laughs> um, we would usually ask our guests uh, what they're currently listening to, if there's anything at the
1: moment that's kind of on a high rotation for yourself. I've, been, I've actually been listening to a lot of podcasts at the moment as opposed to music. I think that <laughs> I work so heavily on music, I end up listening to more uh, podcast or anything, I've been I've been obsessed with the the Last of Us podcast, like kind of the TV show that's just come out. I, I played that game literally in 2013, I believe, when it came out, I, and I've played it all the way through three times. I played the second one, and as soon as the show was announced, like years ago, I was so excited. And now that it's out, I've been watching it like every week, and I even listen to the podcast after each episode comes out. um uh, So that's been really good. But in terms of music. Um, I uh, there's an artist called um Breakance. Don't know if you're familiar with Breakance. Um, he's got no. a song called 5G that I think is really, really cool. I've been listening to that quite a lot recently. Um, John Bellion, who's a super talented uh, songwriter. Um, I've been listening to some of his stuff quite a lot recently. Um, so funny, I'm looking at my like my searches on Spotify and Anth is all the way up there. Normally I'm just checking out. Are, how his releases are doing and everything is going well for him. Uh, the 1975 are up there. Frank Ocean's up there. Um, yeah. So that's kind of, that's mainly it, really. So, yeah.
0: So solid choices. I can appreciate all of those. Um, so very quickly, just checking, going back to The Last of Us,
1: recommend it as a TV show? A 100%. 100%. 100%. Definitely watch it. It's literally, I'm so happy because I, when I was on tour, I was watching... Um, Rings of Power and Game of Thrones, the, the House of the Dragon, both of them. And I finished them both while I was on tour. And then obviously when um, when the kind of whole uh, relationship end thing happened, I think at the time I remember thinking like, oh, it would, it would have been really nice if there was like a TV show I could have like immersed myself into because I was working solidly throughout the day in the studio. And then in the evenings, I'd kind of be a bit like, oh, I've got nothing to really do. I don't really know what to do. Like, because I, I didn't want to go out and, and, and party and stuff. I wanted to kind of just... Stay home and, and stay focused on my on, on my work. And I was like, oh, I'd love to have a TV show to watch right now. But everything I was I was into, i already watched it. Um, and then obviously, Last of Us came out uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it's literally like saved me. It's like the it's the it's the show I look forward to every week, and it's and it's and it, yeah, it's 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 really good, really really good. So yeah,
0: that's very exciting to hear. I think my wife and I are starting it this weekend. We've got it lined up. So um, I oh, will okay. take I really that
1: hope I'm really sorry if you don't <laughs> if you don't like it, but it's, it's the reviews are. Intense. I think I think as of right now, I think only two episodes are out, and I believe I don't know which um uh like which review site is, but it's it's already rated the top TV show of all time. I um, did say
0: that. that, so that there's it, no pressure.
1: It will, it will it will level out as 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 the as the uh, as the series goes on, but yeah, it was it was so insane to see how 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 well it was um received like straight straight away.
0: So yeah. One hundred percent. Well, what we'll do, we'll we'll watch it. If if it's not great, you and I can compare notes when you are down in Australia. Yeah, exactly. You can tell me
1: why you like, and I'll tell you why
0: I think it's great. Look, thank you very much for your time and joining us on the podcast. And congrats again on the single, mate. It is fantastic. It is called "If I Ever." And we'll be putting it in the podcast show notes for everyone to uh, be able to find and stream. uh, And we'll make sure again that we promote those uh, show dates when they when they're released.
1: Wonderful. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you.